This is the Fearless Mummies Empowerment Podcast with host, certified executive coach, master NLP practitioner, Lucia Griesbaugh, where we talk all things mindset, inspiration, strategy, and consciousness for parents who want mastery in parenting, business, and in life. Okay, today I have with me Carrie Ann Livingstone, who is a comedic speaker, emotional empowerment coach intuitive healer, who's also my very dear friend, who facilitates the exploration, expression, and expansion of souls who come here to serve. It is her greatest joy to free women in the understanding, release, and full expression of their emotions to find wholeness in the whole mess. She works along empaths, helpers, healers to live, love, and lead more daringly and to get their gifts into the world with more ease, confidence, and conviction. She brings raw, real, and radical conversations to the forefront, helping humans navigate life, death, and what the fucks with ease and humor. So this is so great to have you here, Carrie Ann. I'm like shocked that you said the F word, because I usually I, just say WTF. I know. <laughs> Universal. Did I go you just jumping right into the pool? Did I go, what the <laughs> Yeah. I, and I had, you know, I totally thought about that for the long, longest time before, um, you know, coming on this call with you. But, you know, you know, just our little initial conversation before we got on this call, I was like, I don't want to censor ourselves. Come on, let's just, let's just let it go. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, and that's the funny thing is like, normally I don't, I don't want to swear a lot because I don't really feel that it's really sometimes that great. But then at the same time, sometimes we just need to swear. It's just, just how it is. Right. Like I think. Yeah. 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 To know the spectrums available to us is nice. Yeah. (laughs) Then we get to choose, you know, which uh, it's kind of like playing a piano, you know, which, uh, which keys do we want to use? And do we go to either end of the piano? Sometimes we might want to. Yeah. And I think, I think part of mastery in life is um, being able to reach those high notes if we need to. Exactly. And full permission to say it is absolutely not just okay, but necessary for us to play that full keyboard. So yes, I like that metaphor. It's a good one. (laughs) Um, So like, tell the people listening today, how you got to do this work. Like I know uh, quite a bit about you, but you know, in case somebody doesn't has his first time hearing you yeah how did you how did you get into this it's i you know i the shortest story the shortest version not that we're here for brevity um mm-hmm. but uh is that i had lived my life a certain way um, based on what i should do and what i thought was expected of me from society uh from my family but actually even myself like the the things that i picked up just unconsciously um, I should have this type of a job. I should make this much money. I should be this status. I should have this, um, this type of life, you know, and I nailed it, uh, for the most part and had the you know, husband and, um, we were actually, it was when we were expecting our first mm-hmm. and I had the job and I had everything, I had the money and, and yeah, it was essentially, um, I was essentially knew that I was not exactly living what some people would call my purpose or like on, on track or aligned with my truth. Um, And so what I know is that when we do not have the ability or the, you know, the support to make that decision on our own steam, life, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, will make it so. And it will get us back on track any, any means possible. So it was like I was pushed off a cliff and sort of hit every branch on the way down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) every brand. Yeah. Like just like, you know, life, death and all the WTFs. Right. So, um, and in my case at that time, it was a death. We had lost our first pregnancy and, and I, and it was a loss that was so transformative for me that, um, and for any woman out there that has experienced a a loss of a pregnancy at any stage or a child, it's like, um, it is one that is, is so internal and, and, personal, like deeply personal. And it has you front and center with the biggest questions you'll ever ask, like why, and what is this for? And like, why would you give something and take it away? And, 
Um, what is this all for? And so it, it sent me down a rabbit hole back to myself. So it sent me back home to my own heart and it was a, it was a grueling journey, but it was also beautiful. And, um, as, uh, I'm trying to think of her name, but she says brutal. She takes the word brutal and beautiful and puts them together. She, oh my gosh, I hate, I hate that. I can't think of her name right now. Hmm. Um, I'll find out. We'll yes. Uh, oh, she wrote the book love warrior. Okay. Anyway, um, she's incredible. I just whatever. Sorry about. Sorry, everybody. I can't think of her name, and everyone's probably screaming it as they're listening. It's it. Oh, Doyle, <laughs> Doyle, um, uh, Lynn. Uh, anyway, that's her name. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to make sure people get credit because she. Uh, yeah. yeah it was so, um, it was brutal, and and at the bottom of that uh, of of the cliff at the, at the ground, I I sort of began again but more leading from myself, my whole self, realizing that I had more. Yeah. It all led me back to my wholeness. That's what I yeah. say, you know, to find my wholeness in the whole mess. And it, it took a lot of real and radical and raw conversations with myself and, and things that I, I hadn't expected to find treasure. Uh, I found it, you know, in, in some of the most difficult conversations and explorations I've ever done. So, um, so it led me back to the fact that I was always meant to do this work. I just done this supportive coaching counseling type work with friends and family. And I just mm -hmm. thought it was just the way I was, which it is yeah. and never saw myself being able to facilitate this as a, as a job. And yeah. when I saw that opening, Oh my God, I took it. And when I found boundaries that allowed me to not be drained as a result of it, well, even better, you know? And so, uh, no, I, so I, I not only learned that myself, but I teach it. And so it's, it's this, it's not only giving to myself, it's giving to others as a result. So it's this really lovely. It yeah, a, so it's I, been a lovely journey. I think we both came from a corporate background. Yeah. And it sounds like like you had this shift happen to you during pregnancy. And I feel like that's what happened with me too. Um, yeah. It was the, the fact that being pregnant like opened up like or awakened something in me. And yes. it, yeah, it was like the calling of, you know, the gifts or the root of where I came from or why I came to be in this world. It's like, it was something along those lines that I think comes with, comes with pregnancy or motherhood or something. Yes. Yeah. What an initiator. Like yeah. I was initiated by fire as we all are when we become mothers or even, uh, and, and again, you know, whether you actually have kids or, or not, there is a, this, universal mother in each one of us and she doesn't mess around when she shows up whether mm -hmm. it's through the form of a pregnancy um that results in a loss or a child being born and then that adventure of motherhood like tangibly which yeah. I, I do have two sons now that are uh gosh now they're seven and nine and so yeah it's it she doesn't mess around as we were talking about our kids are our biggest button pushers and teachers so yeah 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 for sure like um when you're talking about mothers, it, yeah, mother, that motherly energy is in all of us yeah. in some degree or, or not, you know, like it's just, it's not, it's never not. It's just that it's either very um, hidden or, you know, it just hasn't been like explored, but it's, it's in all of us. It's like the nurturing, strong motherly sense in us. Yeah. And I think that there's something to be said about finding it, nurturing it and allowing it to be true. Mm -hmm. Um, allowing it to be part of our life, um, as we mother others and mother ourselves. Yeah. So, and, cause it's the nurturing, it's the nurturer in us that that is definitely what we are here, um, to do, whether it's for others or for ourselves or both. And this brings me to radical acceptance. And mm. I want to talk a bit about this because I was sharing with you before we got on this call, that today was one of those days that I just like, I was going to lose it. Like I was so mad at one of my children. Like it was, I was like, Oh, like I can, I can imagine why people lose it. You know, yeah. it was so crazy. And it was basically her running around the house screaming for no reason. Well, I mean, for me, it was no reason for her. I'm sure there's a reason. Um, and not only was she doing that, I was trying to calm her down while trying to make, finish making lunch and getting them out the door. Um, but she would like, um, hit her little sister 
and scream and go. And then her big, her brother would, her twin brother would go and attack her, like try to kick her (laughs) to stop her. Like he's trying to protect me or something. I don't know. He's he's trying to stop her, which feels and makes her even more upset. And she's screaming more. And then she'd run around the house throwing things. I'm like, oh. So like when it comes to radical acceptance, when it comes to something like that, how would you address like anger? Because it's like you can accept it, but it's like the, to me, I look at it as like, I see myself being mad and I'm, I'm allowing myself to be mad, but I'm not, not reacting to it. So how would you, how would you go about? Well, for, first of all, um, I get it. <laughs> like, um, I get it. And I, um, so first of all, I want to talk about radical acceptance. So people yeah. understand yeah. what I mean by that. Me and, and you say acceptance quite easily, like, Oh, and I accept it. But really what needs to be opened up here is whoever's listening to this. It, we each deserve to sort of try on what these words mean for us here and now. What does acceptance mean for you? What does it mean for you? What does it mean for you? And to know that first and foremost, because if I have a different idea of it, you know, um, it's important for you to be with what you, you know, your perception of it or your experience of it, maybe even your assumptions around it. What does it mean to accept something? Is it, does it mean I'm supposed to like it? Does it mean I'm supposed to be good, uh, calm, well-behaved? You know, just, it's important to just really get curious about what we think these things mean but we'll talk about things all the time we'll talk about acceptance we'll talk about forgiveness we'll talk about you know even joy or whatever but we don't slow down and say well what does that even mean to me we have these assumptions that we carry around and if there's something new to be offered around it um you know it's good to know where we stand first before we either shift how we see it or take on a new perspective right so um so a lot of times when it comes to with our kids you know, and the idea of radical acceptance. Well, I think that there would be an assumption there of like, I'm just supposed to breathe and let it move. And like, and even my voice wants to do this and, you know, to, um, yeah, to kind of behave well, you know, to, and, and I'm all for making sure we have our shit together around our kids. Cause we don't want to mess them up. As and much, as much as we uh, possibly can, like, our, yeah. And life just isn't that perfect. Right. Life just isn't that perfect. And um, it's not. And so, and so to take a deep breath and realize that it's, what if it's not supposed to be so well manicured? Mm-hmm. Like that's where I step in. That's where yes. this work steps in. Yeah. And some people that definitely um, want to make sure they have their shit together, they would probably think that there's something reckless about my work or irresponsible when I almost open up permission to behave badly, even in front of our children. Mm-hmm. Um, um, to be, um, when I say behave badly, I don't actually mean like shameful. Well, right. it depends, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't mean like full permission to just, you know, pull your guns out and just start discharging your weapon uh, <laughs> recklessly, yeah. even though that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, rec- uh, radical acceptance to me yeah. is, here's my definition of it today. It's meeting you exactly where you are, meeting yourself exactly where you are. And I'm going to say it again, exactly where you are, all of it, like all the facets, all the assumptions, all the expectations, all the roles you've taken on, all the maybe bullshit you're carrying around, all of the, um, all of the joy, all of the pain, all of the misconceptions, all of the um, absolute knowing that you have in you in that moment in time all of it, meeting you exactly where you are and being curious and open and, and willing being, you know, curious, open and willing to have a real and truthful conversation with yourself and to really not only see you, but feel you and allow and allow and allow and to never leave your side. So it, it is radical in its, in its loving Mm-hmm. <laughs> love asks us to stay in the room and be with some pretty difficult things, even our own quote unquote bad behavior, especially our bad behavior uh, and our misunderstandings and our weaknesses and our, you know, so on and so on. <laughs> and yeah. so with our kids, our kids are 
you know, these divine gifts given to us. Um, and I do hold the school of thought that they have chosen us and we have chosen them. And there is a sacred contract there about, will you be this for me? And I will be this for you. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. See you in a few years. You know, see you. We'll see you down there. I totally agree with that too. If you say yes to me, this is what you're saying yes to. If you welcome me as a child into your life, this is what you're going to say yes to. I'm not always going to be roses and such and sunshine i'm going to be wanting to work on this thing and you as my mother i i need you to hold space for that and i and i'm going to change you as a result and i'm going to i'm going to open this up in you and and you're going to help nurture this in me to to a certain point where then you're going to be asked to let me go <laughs> are you up for yeah. that and yeah. it's like oh my god yes and we say yes and then, and <laughs> here we are in the kitchen and they're running around acting like maniacs and we haven't had enough sleep and we haven't had enough to eat and we're not taking mm-hmm. care of ourselves. And mm-hmm. we are like a cornered rabid raccoon <laughs> that only knows how to defend itself. And guess what? Sometimes it triggers our trauma or our upbringing yeah. or all these things. Yeah. And we don't even know it. And we don't even know it. And so what else are we left to do but have an honest reaction? And if we're lucky, if we're lucky, we have our feet on the floor enough. Mm-hmm. to either run into the closet, shut the door and lose our shit in our, in a pile of clothes. <laughs> or sometimes we discharge our weapon. I haven't tried that I think I'll try Well, <laughs> it's a desperate measure. I've literally run away from my kids because I didn't want them to hear or see me. And yeah, they followed me and knocked on the door and like even cried against the door. But I screamed into my laundry, you know, like because I really didn't want them to bear the brunt of whatever was moving through me yeah. and luckily I had a, a, a bit more a greater understanding at that point that it was okay for me to a have the emotions and the reaction I'm having and to move it and to allow it a space that did not involve them um, but they have also been um, definitely the the recipient of it full frontal like full mm-hmm. frontal not okay behavior and and that presented an opportunity for me to be really honest with myself in front of them. So for me to take the wall down, for me to be vulnerable, for me to lose it and be even ashamed in front of them and to tell them, I cannot believe I just did that. You know, I am horrified and I'm so sad and I'm so, so sorry. And um, you don't, that was, has nothing to do with you. Mummy has all these thoughts and, and, and like, you know, I have some hurts too, just like you. And sometimes I don't know when they're going to get pushed and, and it just got pushed and that's mine, not yours. You know, just doing my best to try and help take that responsibility off their heart so that they know that we can walk side by side and sovereign like them as a child to have their own unique experience. But me as a mom to, to be fully seen by them too. And Um, But not, you know, uh, there's something about too soon that is coming up for me right now about, well, too soon, meaning, I don't know if it's a question out there that someone has. Um, So sometimes when I'm talking, I I almost get facets of what I'm saying to say, make sure you talk about this, you know? Um, So this intuitive element comes into my work and it says, well, there might be a mom out there that says, well, how early, how soon is it for them to see the real you? You know, like, is it how, how young is too young or is there too young or? Uh, for them to be exposed to this. And I just don't think, I don't think there is. I think that we have every opportunity to redeem ourselves in front of our children and to make them a, a part of the pro. Okay. Yeah. Not to make them a part of the process, to invite them into real life, that this is a, a different way to navigate, yeah. um, that we don't have to hide everything because that's where things get stuck in kids. When adults have these outbursts and then they go fix it in secret. Yeah. And they don't tell, they don't have that conversation with them. Cause like in, in my case, I, I called it like a repair process, like mm-hmm. go into this repair mode. Like I go into yeah. repair mode and I, and I, I spend the time to just hold them and say, Hey, that, you know, that wasn't really good what I did, yeah. you know? And I, I apologize for it. And you expect this from your parents and you, and I promise that I will continue to be better you know, continue to be better at dot, 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 whatever it is. And for me, I've grown so much just from, um, yeah, being a parent, like having my children teach me 
things that, first of all, I've never been exposed to. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like that, that kind of stuff doesn't happen in everyday uh, situations. Cause like if, if you're meeting people adult to adult, you, you're not forced to like listen to, you know, craziness. Like, you have the choice, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that bond or that connection isn't there. Away, you know, like you don't have the choice to go, yeah. um, you know, bye, see you later. <laughs> I get in my car and drive off. Um, but like it's, it's, it's that opening and welcoming of the lessons um, through this experience, I find that, that I've grown the most. Yeah. And sometimes the only way through is bad behavior. Like we can't reach the nuggets of our own gold, you know, like we can't mine and, and receive the gold that's in us like that, our truth and feeling clear and clean yeah. without moving through some really, um, yes, sometimes being a, a way that we don't like being. Um, and yet what if life calls us to do that? And we don't think about it that way. We don't think, well, what if my reaction here is a catalyst that is going to change things? Mm -hmm. That I'm a catalyst, not only with my children, but, you know, we're talking about specifically with the relationship we have with our kids, that bond, that, um, you know, call it obligation, but it's like this holy obligation. I, you know, I'm your person. I'm here. I'm, I'm, you're me and I'm you. Like nothing gets realer than that. And yet we're also in relationship with everything. So it doesn't matter what we're in relationship with. Uh, we're, we're a partner, we're a parent. Um, maybe we're a profiteer in a business, you know, we're in relationship with everything. And just like our kids, our partners are going to be triggers and mirrors for us. Our kids, our businesses, our dreams are going to ask us to do things as well and to become things and to maybe even behave in ways that we, that are radically different than what we're used to because you know, we, we just needed to survive sometimes to get through our childhood or to yeah. navigate some of those trickier relationships. And so we get through that and we think, Oh, that's over. <laughs> like, Is it? Uh, and it comes with us to say, listen, there's a, um, there's an opportunity in every situation and circumstance. And we do have this free will to decide, to play, um, to choose. And so I do come from a school of there are no mistakes and there's no accidents and you have full sovereignty to choose. And I don't think that we're, I don't think that we're going to hell either way. I think that life yeah. is a massive opportunity to play with form and yeah, to, I to change and transform and evolve, not just ourselves, but other people. And sometimes guess what? Through bad behavior. Yeah. Like, I think going back to like, um, what, what, Sorry to, to jump in here. Not at all. But I just wanted to say about how when we started this conversation, we talked about the spectrum yeah. and having like a wide spectrum of like emotions. And, and I think that if you're not able to go to that depth of like, you know, the madness, you also can't get to the other end of the spectrum of like the um, ecstasy or the enjoyment of life. Yes. I, it's, it's being able to experience that both ends is what what brings us that full you know joy that can come in our lives yeah and it's daring it is absolutely daring life dares you um so anyone listening you tune into the areas of your life that feel tight that feel constricted that feel like they're pushing down on you or pressing up against you and it's it, honestly in my experience personally and professionally it's all, it's always that what is the thing that you haven't done yet that is like the it's almost like this last resort like it's almost like life is daring me to be be a bitch or be um outspoken or to say the thing or do the thing and it's the last thing i would typically do because up until now i've sort of behaved this way or i've been this way and and yet everything in your life at some point i don't know anyone that escapes this <laughs> At yeah. some point, it dares them on all sides to say, yeah, yeah, we are asking you to do this thing. Yes, we are asking you to step absolutely outside of that range and, and do and be this. Um, and yeah. will you? And you just think, really? Like, you're really so perfect example. Um, I had behaved so well. <laughs> <laughs> I had behaved so well 
through most of my life into my 20s. And what it had given me is some pretty dysfunctional relationships, a lot of codependency, a lot of um, emotional abuse, specifically in this last relationship before my husband. Um, he would just remove all language and, and make me feel like I was to blame. He was definitely um, in some sort of bipolar or split personality, like borderline personality disorder and high on the narcissistic scale. And I, which is a wor- the worst combination for an empath and a deep feeler and someone that senses into the well-being uh, of others. I felt deeply, deeply responsible. And I held that belief that I was deeply responsible for his happiness and for me being the one to change him yeah, um, and, and to show him the way and to heal, right? That's right. Probably very common for empaths to yes. to people like that. Yes. And we can end up becoming these perpetual victims, yeah. which can send us into a life of victimhood, which is, everyone hates that, that word, right? But, but very much so victimized, victimized. And yet I was an active participant in what I was saying yes and no to. And um, I had ended up getting to the point where I had nothing on my shelf. Like if I were a store, my, my shelves would be empty. Mm-hmm. I had given him everything. And guess what? None of it worked. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, okay. So um, luckily this circumstance actually provided a layer of numbness, which anyone listening and has yeah. gone through this, it, it's actually a gift. Some people think, oh, that's so awful that I'm numb and I don't care anymore. But it is a gift because it was catalytic in getting me out of there because that numbness allowed me to do and say things that I couldn't feel. I was like, I'm out of here and I, I had to be callous and even mean at times and very straight to the point about like, I got to get out of here and there's nothing you can say because I'm done yeah. and I'm dead inside essentially. But I left that relationship and it took two years to kind of revitalize my being. Um, and I, I had to, it was almost like learning to walk and talk again. Yeah. Um, just trying to figure out what did I even like anymore? Like I had, had no sense of who I was anymore. So I had to rebuild that. And as I rebuilt that a couple of years later, I decided to put myself out there and I decide I had to get real with myself. Oh my God, if I open myself up to a new relationship or this new or love, yeah. um, I need to be prepared. Like what am I, what went wrong before? So I had to analyze all of that. And you can see now where the foundation of my work began decades before I actually yeah. started doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so just notice the thing that you're working through. You just have no idea that you're going to use that at a later date to help and heal others, whether it's professionally or just personally as a, as a okay. gift on earth. But um, I opened myself up and I said, okay, well, what's the one thing that I, that I saw as a common thread. And it was, it was this compromise. Every time I felt compromised, I just went along with it. And that was the big problem for me. And so I was like, well, I won't go along with it. Okay, well, what do I need to do? <laughs> you know, what do I need to do to not go along with it? And so these very real conversations. And I said, well, I'll have to speak up. I'll have to say something. So, so that was very, uh, sort of very straight up agreement I had with myself. And I opened myself up and I ended up connecting with this guy online very serendipitously. And, he, and I started talking and I, I was like, well, this is weird. It was kind of a mistake how we met. He wasn't even around in the same city. And um, he started, uh, we started getting to know each other. And he said, like, what do you do? And I'm just being so like open. Oh, I'm this and I do that. And I have this type of job and I have all these different hats that I wear. And I just, you know, I was feeling really confident. And he came back in an email and he was like, oh, so you're like this glorified secretary slash <laughs> dog's body slash gopher slash. There was like all these ridiculous, awful like things that he had said. And I was so, I reacted. Uh, oh my God. It was like throwing water on a grease fire. <laughs> and I was just like this inferno of no more. I was an embodied inferno of table flip and punch a throat. Like I was like, are you kidding me with this? Like, I just thought I cleaned my house. I just thought I cleaned my house. And this mofo is coming in and walking his muddy boots on my nice white carpet. And like, no, not today, Satan. And so I hit reply in my, in my inferno of no. And just said, are you kidding me? Like you can go F yourself. And like, and then I started being really, really mean. And I was like, I was like, what I knew about him, I was like, isn't your Dungeons and Dragons group calling? He was an IT guy. And I was like, uh, don't forget your pocket, pocket protector, asshole. And go after yourself and like, whatever. And I hit send and I was just like, it all happened within about 30 seconds of me getting this email. I had never in my life 
ever spoken like that in the moment to someone, you know, and said the thing that I felt in the very moment. And I have never felt so liberated in my life. I, I, I flipped my chair behind me. I was at work and I, I stood up and my chair flew across the room and I just started strutting around my office, had my gun fingers out. I was like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, you did that. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like so funny. My colleague was like, what are you doing? I'm like, you don't even know what I just did. I just yeah. liberated myself. I feel the power. Yes. I felt so much power in myself. I had redeemed myself yeah. and I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I just felt so good. Oh, I just took a deep breath. And all of a sudden I heard my computer go, diddly, you know, you've got mail. Yeah. And I was like, this is like 2000 when email was a yeah. big deal. Yeah. And I was like, well, and I just was a wash of hot, like uh, not just from the fight. I, all of a sudden I felt this, the repercussions of like, yeah. oh my God, did he, oh, cause he, oh my God, he emailed me back. Like, I don't know why that sounds like, now it sounds stupid to say it, but back then it was a real, like, it was a freaking apparition. I was like, oh my God, like, this is a, like, oh, what is happening? Now I have to face this. Yeah. Like I had no, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Like, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. so I was like, Oh my God. And I opened it up and, and, and I was like, so afraid of what he was going to say. Cause then I'd ha- it kind of took the high away. Right. I was like, Oh shit. Like real life, you know? And Oh God, I didn't mean, Oh shit. Shame. And like a bit of shame, but like, Oh, yeah, you did all, I, all with your, all for yourself, all within yourself within like, yes. you know, like uh, 30 seconds or before. <laughs> like, yeah, God, if we could only just have that one side of it, life would be so good, but no, there's another side. Right. Yeah, another and so he, he wrote, and oh, I hit open. And all he wrote was, I think I'm going to like her little chats with this like ridiculous, goofy, smiley face. So, so what I didn't totally grasp in my, in my bad behavior was that he was a joking, like he was kidding. And I was so messed up in myself. I still had so many wounds that I couldn't see it. And I acted like a lunatic and and it was good. Like, and it was still good. And it's the fact okay. that, okay. oh my God. So, so much happened in that moment. Like, do you understand that I had never behaved so badly? I had no idea that in that moment I was meeting my husband. I didn't know he was going to become my husband. And the only reason he became my husband was because we built a relationship that was so real and so honest from that moment. Yeah. And that is what's available to each and every one of us in relationship. And so I opened that up to children. I opened it up to our business and our work and our colleagues and our friends and our family and our partners. That's such a beautiful story. And well, it's real. It is real as, and it, and a lot of us will not take the dare. And sometimes life makes us deaf, dumb, and blind to the repercussions of our behavior and has us so fired up. We'll do something in order to jump the school bus, you know, the Fonzie, (laughs) you know, to like jump the canyon in our motorcycle and shut our eyes and not know what we just did only to get to the other side and be like, Oh my God, I just opened up a completely another area of possibility as a result of what I would have judged as bad behavior. Yeah. And so he had no idea what a catalyst that was for me and what it was for us as a couple and what it was for him too. So so I guess I just hope anyone listening to this want, starts to see life differently, that it is begging you to do and be the thing that you haven't up until now, because the thing that you've done and being up until now, you've nailed it. You know, looking at that keyboard, you know, I had been playing in the center of the piano, the most palatable, the most palatable keys, the most desirable, you know, no one wants to be dun, 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 yeah. and no one wants to be, you know, and yeah. guess what? You're not all one thing. You are all of those keys. And we don't often open ourselves up to being, be able to play that music. So like to open up that, that symphony yeah. that we are, my God, what a great metaphor, right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So and much. to welcome in different instruments and be like, well, he's a tuba and I'm the piano. No. And so the tuba and the piano, how to, you know, but it doesn't mean that we don't get to make music together. We just get to like, like, will we? And is that something that I want right now? And I get to decide and choose. So yeah, we've, we've, we've made it work, but it has been work. And, but the work has been more in the surrender and admission of our stuff. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, do you think that um, 
this is something that I, I always wonder is that do you think that it's like a timing thing or do you think it's a calling thing that you know because I I think the girl before that this happened right like when you were going through like all the yeah. other you know very monotone like stay with the rules we're, we're all good here that girl might not have like known any differently so it, even That's if right. the future self of you went in there and touched tapped that shoulder of that girl and said hey look at this look at this she probably would not she probably have the blinders on and she wouldn't she wouldn't look right like i think so now do you see that those blinders are divine like that there's that they are like you you're nailing it you're absolutely nailing it which i hope is giving everyone listening permission to be exactly where they are mm. it's perfect yeah it is perfect and i know it's so in my bones now more than ever because i witness it in others every day in my work and I know it in my own experience that to be able to forgive the part that made the decision that we think wrecked our lives or that it, or led this thing to do to do, you know, um, to go back and realize there's, it could have been no other way. And so when we breathe into the truth of that and we actually give ourselves permission to let it be true, we are free. We are free to heal. We are free to move about our own life. We are free to like take full ownership. Um, and to step into our lives, honestly. Yeah, and, and, I, I, I totally agree. Because like, mm -hmm. like, I'm sure the same with me. Like, I've gone through so many things in the past where I could look back and go, like, I wish I made these changes like way back, way back, younger. Yeah. Why did I waste so many years to get to this point where I'm actually doing, making these changes now? And but when I look back, it's like. For every single time that I went through a whole new, what I call filters, like I removed another filter, it was painful during the moment. But like when I look back at it, I go, well, I had to go through it. Like it, yeah. if I didn't go through it, I, it wouldn't have been a filter. It wouldn't have made like sense to me in the depth of the understanding of why. But, yes. Mm -hmm. that even in our ignorance, even in our blindness, even in our dumbness, whatever, youth, innocence, whatever you want to call it, mm. that it is a gift because if we were to see, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be able to show up as the part that we need to play in other people's lives also. Right. Um, to be pushed into a corner to the point where we are at a breaking point and we do break, but that break has catalytic gifts that we sometimes have no idea of because the ripple effect just moves out and we never get it visited by it maybe for years later and we don't and it looks so differently than when we do get it back we wouldn't know that it came from an original thing 20 years ago like you just yeah. so that's um but it's the willingness and openness to play and to say yes and to trust that the instincts that we have but i think what can happen over time is that we numb our instincts to the point where we don't trust them yeah, and so that that is a problem and so yeah. I, I help thaw people <laughs> my part of yeah. my work is to help thaw the human heart and to help bring it back to a, that juicy real raw and to be able to navigate with that because it can feel really like so vulnerable even in just ourselves yeah let alone have something having someone else involved with it i just want to say like how powerful your work is because like uh me being like i'm very different in the sense that I, the feelings and the emotions and stuff is something that I have and still continue to work through. Like it, it's mm -hmm. not, for me, it's more about strategy for me. Like it's more easy for me to talk strategy than it is to talk about my feelings. Um, mm -hmm. But like having gone through like so much in the last few years in terms of my business and in terms of parenting, I see so much value in um, just feeling those, feeling those emotions and expressing yeah. them and seeing the gifts that are within them. Um, because it was easy for me to just kind of like, oh, it's, it's, it's no big deal or push it aside or something. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I was raised a certain way to uh, yeah. just push those aside. And, and that's why I think it's so important because there's so many people raised to, um, you know, with, the best intentions of our parents you know our parents always have done their best but not knowing and and even us as parents right now like sometimes we do that not meaning to like push down 
uh, or hurt our, our children's emotions, but that happens. Like it happens because you're running late or you're busy or something, or you, you had all these other things you had to do. And then something happens with your child. Um, it's inevitable, but it's just the fact that as we grow up, it's so important to like recognize that, that, um, it's no longer, you know, as an adult, we don't have to, we don't have to like live in a place where it's just habitual or it's automatic and we're just going running through our emotions the way that we've always been used to, but more like exploring different ways of looking at it, um, which I yeah. think that you bring so much power into. Thank you. And what you've said is, um, is really powerful because it's um there was something that i wanted to say and i'm just trying to get it back because it was um it's about that full permission of if you knew you were the perfect the just as you are right now with all of the see even just what you said about this i'm i'm continuing to work through this and work through that and to just break that up a little bit because it's like there's always we are we are a work of art in progress and in process all the time and to get rid of this finish line idea even in the even in the smaller little milestones of just like there's such a calling for us to to be fully present in our experience mm -hmm. um and to be as honest as we can and what if we knew that even in our honesty that like we might leave impressions or or do damage you know that yeah. this idea that we're going to do damage yeah. and that what if that damage is still with the blinders you don't know you don't totally know what the impact and impression is going to be and that it's perfect like what if you're fulfilling something for someone else by doing that in order to send them in the next direction that they were meant to go or destined to go so so here's a really good example of of and i'm, I'm hoping that the parents listening pick up on the fact that exactly how they're doing it is perfect <laughs> like and even if that, you're not a parent same thing right like and even if you're not yeah whatever you're in relationship with yeah that you could be nailing something even in what we think are like blindness or, or unseen facets that we're like oh my god i had no idea um i was i was speaking with a woman once i was working with a woman once and we uh we did a lot of very deep internal work and and, and what happens is we end up having i end up facilitating conversations with um, people and aspects of themselves at various ages, at various points in their life, or at just even energies that are in them, like emotions. So I know that might sound strange, but it, it presents itself through metaphor or like ages. So we ended up opening up this memory that she had that was what I would say spontaneous, but I also know that it's intuitive. So um, when we go into the work, notice what arises. By the way, it doesn't matter if you're just moving through your life, whatever arises is the next thing for you to pay attention to, whether it's the next thing for your kids or the, the thing coming up for your kids or you and your partner or you and your life, that everything is sort of being presented at, at just the right time. Um, and, is an, and it is an invitation. So, but when it's conscious work and we're like, okay, we're setting aside this hour to go explore and express and expand as a result of, we came across this memory. And so we were super curious about this memory, like tell me about this memory. And she went back to about eight or nine as a girl, as a young woman, and her mom was doing the talk about what was going to happen with her body and like how her body was going to be changing and like doing the thing that we all say we're supposed to do, like doing the right mom thing. Yeah. Yeah. She said, you know, you're going, going to go through something called puberty and your body's going to change this way and that way and started to detail what was going to happen in order to prepare her daughter. Mm. And I'm with the, you know, and I'm, we're, I'm with this memory. And um, the more curious we got, because there was all this, like, it wasn't, her mom was doing the right thing from a societal or like forward thinking point of view. Like, yeah, we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to have these open conversations with our children. And the impact that that had on her daughter, we would think that, well, that would be wonderful to have that yeah. experience, to have that open conversation. Yeah. But guess what happened? That ended you know up, her experience of that conversation, she went into absolute trauma of her, and fear of her body. Could she have spoken it at that time with her mom? No, she had no idea what she was feeling. 
She shut down in fear about like, I'm in this container that's going to change what the ever loving F like Mm. her mom had no idea. Yeah. Because she had no idea. She couldn't have languaged it. She couldn't have. And we had, we were unraveling that energy that was in her Mm. because she was like, what is this? Oh my God. I'm having like a, a visceral, like she was starting to understand like why she had body issues later on in life from Mm. this one experience. Wow. Do you understand? So what I'm saying is that mom nailed it. That mom nailed it. And she was a catalyst to have that express, like in this woman who's in a girl, as she was a girl in this memory to have this absolute confrontation with her body, which led her into having body issues and fear Mm -hmm. and eating disorders and, and, and leading her into adulthood. But guess what she's doing now? Like she was doing it while we were talking because she had that path led her into body positivity, health at any size. So she's a health at any size advocate. Do you see how that moment was absolutely catalytic in her path? And I know some people would be like, holy crap. Well, no one would ask for an eating disorder. No one would ask for that adversity. And yet, wouldn't we? Like, why wouldn't we? Because it led her into healing others. She is now um, a top tier advocate of health at every size and nutrition and healing the body um, holistically, Mm -hmm. mind, body, heart, soul, all of it, like fully embodied um, acceptance of body. So that's powerful. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And talk I, about wanting to undo some shit. Like for yeah. anyone listening, be like, wow, if you thought, so I know here I am being super conscious as a parent and I'm teaching my kids emotions and I've got these empowered feminists, yeah. like guys that, that understand the power of women and the power of the masculine and how it can work together, all these things. And I'm trying to hit every side, but I am also very aware that there are needs that I am not meeting, that they are frustrated with, that they wish I could, but I can't see. And I don't know. Yeah. And that's, that's so important to, to recognize it. Cause it's like, you can only do what you can in terms of what you're responsible for. Yeah. But it, it's beyond that point. You really cannot, um, you cannot try to like fix or, or try to like figure out everything because that's their path, right? Like you can give them tools to like go through it, but it's still at the end of the day, you don't know how it's received. You know, you have all well-meaning, you know, intentions as parents or like even just people like talk to other people. And this happens a lot. I'm sure where people have the best of intentions and they have this conversation. They think, well, because of this intention from my heart, I'm going to talk to this person about this. And it completely backfires and it's because you just don't know how it's received. But uh, what I get from you, and um, I also believe this too, is, is that you, you have to trust that it's, it's part of their journey and part of their process. And who are we to get in the way of it? And so yeah. the other thing I want to say is relax. Yes. Relax. Relax your nervous system. You're nailing it. You're nailing whatever you're here to nail. The more honest you are in your body, in yourself, in your truth, as weird, radical, raw, um, not okay, well-behaved, joyful, like yeah. whatever it is, it's like uh, to allow all of it to move through you and be honest and to, to be there with yourself through the whole thing, to experience it fully. Don't miss a, don't miss a moment and um, the joy and the pain. And but to relax in terms of getting out of your head and trying to figure things out and, and manipulate orchestrate is usually the, a, a word we're a little better hearing. Um, but it is, you know, we, we want to orchestrate things. We want things to be a certain way and look at us, look at us, try and do that. You know, yeah. there's something to be said about just taking a breath and, and giving yourself, taking yourself off the hook a little bit. And I'm not here advocating an irresponsible life. Yes. I'm actually asking you to be responsible, but responsible in a new definition, man, this is a whole other talk, but the yeah. word responsible to, to go explore it, reclaim it, understand how you hold it, but also heal it, heal your relationship with that word. Because I know that to be responsible means your ability to respond. Yeah. To, so to respond to your life, to respond to the next thing, to respond I love um, and take full ownership yeah, of your experience. 
we definitely need to have another episode on that. Yeah. <laughs> Responsibility. Cause that, that's huge for me too. Like, um, it, it, that's part of the whole action as well. Yeah. Um, I love our conversation. I, I'm just <laughs> taking note of our time and yeah. you know, I, I, I just want to honor your time as well. So I think we should just wrap this up. Um, yeah, no, I love it. You have you. a website that if somebody wants to look up your, your work, where would they go? Yeah, you can find me at carrieannlivingstone.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page, Daring to Suck, mm-hmm. and a group of free community right now. Um, it's uh, it, it's closing in a couple of months at the, in the end of the summer, 2019. Um, but there's a lot of free resources there and talks around all of this stuff there. So it's called Radical Acceptance, and it's it's on Facebook. So yeah, feel free to check that out too. Yeah, it's so lovely. Thank you so much for your time and um, I look forward to future conversations about this because I I know we're just touching like this is basically introduction call like in terms of all the work that you do so um, (laughs) and some people are like what yeah the introduction introduction? (laughs) what the WTF total WTF so uh, anyone that feels overwhelmed by anything I've shared you know um, I'm happy to um, be available if you have any questions. So reach out through Lucia or, or um, yeah, online. And, and I'm definitely there to answer any questions you have around this stuff. It's big stuff. It's, yeah. it's everything really. And you are everything. And, and we, you know, you're a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> you're all a very big deal here. And I just want to say too, that um, to kind of put it in a nice package um, of this conversation it is embracing. It's about embracing and loving like all the bits of you, whether it's your suffering or if you're, you're um, doing great or if you're suffering and in pain or um, having a hard time right now, just to embrace it and be open and soften up your heart and just receive, you know, the lessons that are in there and the, the, the things that come through that, that space. Yeah, that our, well, we didn't even really get into this, but our emotions and our feelings are our greatest indicator and divine teachers. So they're not here to take us down. They're here to, to, um, to be learned from and learned through. So you will, you couldn't be in safer hands than in your own self. So that's something that I I hope to lead more and more people into understanding on on a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Love where you're at. Love where you're at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well thanks Kiryan and we'll we'll talk we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much.